Hello dear listener, praise God and welcome to today's podcast on Be Empowered to Grow Spiritually by Joy. Let me start by saying that your success generally is determined by your spiritual growth. Every blessing that God releases in your life is cooked spiritually first before it manifests physically. You desire something, then you enter into prayer, you fast, you declare, you wait and trust in God. If you want to be successful in many areas of your life, then spiritually you need to be sharp and successful. And a blessing that does not start spiritually doesn't last. It will bring you sorrow, success, but not true success. Let us look at these two words, Logos and Rema. Logos is the written word of God in the Bible. The Bible is divided into two sections, the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament has 39 books. The New Testament has 27 books. But when you read the word of God the way it is in the Bible, that is Logos. But when this word is accompanied by the Spirit of God, who is life, the word comes with revelation. It drives away every hopelessness and fear. You feel encouraged and your faith increases. The word of God is full of prophecies, principles, and promises. Every blessing has a principle attached to it. It is not a matter of praying, God bless me with ABCD. There is your part to play to get the blessing. God does not give free things. Only salvation you are given for free. You need long life, peace, favor, and other blessings. There is your part to play. Most of your blessings are tied on giving. There are many things you need to do to attain a spiritual balance in your life. Prayer, giving, fasting, serving, loving others are some of these things. For example, prayer is mentioned 375 times in the Bible. Giving is mentioned 2,172 times. Fasting 77 times. Serving 209. Loving others 714. These are only a few. Many believers are good givers, but they don't do it with understanding. When you give, know the meaning of what you're giving. When to give it. The benefits and how to give it and claim your harvest in prayer. What are the general rules for giving according to God? For God to accept your giving so that you receive your harvest, you need to give, number one, willingly. Isaiah 119 says, If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good things of the land. So if you are not willing, please don't give. You feel you are being pushed to giving what you can't afford, don't force yourself. Give what you can afford and give it willingly. God knows your heart before you even give. Whatever your heart feels to give, that is what God will bless. Number two, give cheerfully. 2 Corinthians 9, 7 says, Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. Never complain when you give to God, to your parents, to your relatives, to the poor and others. It is a waste of your resources. Give cheerfully because you know what you expect in return. Number three, give sacrificially. First Chronicles 21-24 says, 
But King David replied to Arauna, No, I insist on paying the full price. I will not take for the Lord what is yours, or sacrifice a burnt offering that costs me nothing. Don't give God what you don't need. After giving, you should feel pain, because you have given what you really need. Give out your best clothes, your best shoes and others. Don't give out what is do- what is torn, what you don't need. There are many things in the Bible, but let us start with the major ones. The major givings in the Bible are eight, but let us look at the first four. The first one is tithe. Malachi 3.10 to 11 says, Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that they may be food in my house. Test me in this says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there'll be no room enough to store it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it is ripe, says the Lord Almighty. So what is tithe? A tithe is 10% of your income. If you're working, it's 10% of your salary. If you're a businessman or woman, it's 10% of your profit. What does the Bible mean when it talks of bring the whole tithe into the storehouse? Whole means 10%, not 5%. Whole means 10% of your gross salary, not 10% of your net salary. When should you tithe? If you get your salary at the end of the month, you tithe. At the end of the month, if you're a businessman, give 10% of your profit. Tithing is not limited to salary and profit only. When God commands someone to bless you, give a 10% of it. It is God who commanded that person to bless you. So why should you tithe? It opens the gate and the door for your blessings to come in. It opens a gate for that promotion, a gate for that better job, a gate for the supply of goods and others. It is not God who opens a door. It's a tithe that opens for you a door. You cannot expect God to open for you a door if you do not pay your tithe. The door comes with abundance of blessings. Number two, God protects you your job, your business, and others from the destroyer. The destroyer is anything that sucks your blessing, sickness, robbery, loss, fires, and others. We don't give tithe. We pay tithe. If you fail to pay tithe, you steal from God. He will allow the devil to steal from you. He will close the gates and doors of blessing, and you'll miss on the blessing. So what are you supposed to do when you want to tithe? Don't wait for the servant of God to pray for you all the time. Take your tithe, put in an envelope, go before God in prayer and tell God, Father in heaven in Jesus' name, I have come with my tithe. I'm giving to you cheerfully, willingly and sacrificially. Please accept it in Jesus' name. You have promised to open for me a door of blessing. Oh God, open for me a door of blessing for my promotion. God, I need customers. Open for me this door. I need a tender. Open for me this door in the name of Jesus Christ. God, you have promised to protect me from the destroyer. Protect my family, my children, my marriage, my business, my job from destruction in Jesus' name. I declare this month I will walk in abundance and whatever that is called by name, my, by my name shall not be destroyed in Jesus' name. 
second offering first fruit Leviticus 23:10 to 11 says speak to the Israelites and say to them when you enter the land I'm going to give you and you reap its harvest bring to the priest a sheaf of the first grain you harvest he is to wave the sheaf before the Lord so it will be accepted on your behalf the priest is to wave it on the day after the sabbath Give all your first fruits to God. So what is first fruit? First fruit is the first produce from your income. Listen carefully. Your first salary when you get employed does not belong to you. Your first salary is your first fruit and belongs to God. You give everything. You don't give tithe. You give everything. Now the second salary and onwards that you receive, that is when you start giving your tithe. When you do business, the first profit you get from your business, it is not yours. That is your first fruit and it belongs to God. So give all your first fruit to God. So when should you give your first fruit? When you get that job, your first salary is your first fruit. Give it to God. When you do your profit, when you get your profit, when you do that business for the first time, your first profit Give it to God as your first fruit. Then number two, give your first fruit every first month of the year. Your January salary does not belong to you. Your January profit as a businessman or woman does not belong to you. It belongs to God. Now, why should you give your first fruit? What are the benefits of giving fast fruit? You will enjoy abundance and increase. You will not suffer lack, you will not suffer want. Proverbs 3:9 to 10 says, "Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruit of all your crops, then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine." Ezekiel 44:30 says, "When you give your first fruit, God will command a blessing in your home." So when he commands a blessing in your home your children will receive the blessing your marriage will be blessed your business your shamba and everything that is called by your name you have your first fruit how are you supposed to go about it in prayer father in heaven in jesus name i have brought my first fruit i give it to you cheerfully willingly and sacrificially you have promised to bless me with increase and abundance do it god in jesus name i pray for increase in my business job in my bank account in the name of jesus father command your blessing in my home upon my children my marriage my business and other areas of my life in the name of jesus christ offering or giving number 3 fast born Exodus 13:1 to 2 what does it say The Lord said to Moses consecrate to me every fast born male the first offspring of every womb among the Israelites belongs to me whether human or animal your first born child is not yours but the Lord's God honors protocol Jesus is accountable to God Man is accountable to Jesus. Wife is accountable to the man or the husband. Then the children are accountable to the wife. But when God releases a blessing in a family, it starts from the husband to the wife to the firstborn and to the other 
siblings in the family. The firstborn is the partaker of every blessing in a family before it gets to the other children. If the firstborn prospers, the rest will prosper. If the firstborn messes up, the rest will mess up. God desires all firstborns to be dedicated to him, to be made holy, so that his blessings are able to flow to the other children in the family. How are you supposed to give your firstborn to God? Exodus 34:20 says, Redeem the firstborn donkey with a lamp, but if you do not redeem it, break its neck. All your firstborn sons, no one needs to appear before me empty-handed. Redeem your firstborn. Redeem means exchange your firstborn for something that has value. You cannot buy a human being. Therefore, you give an offering of your own choice to God, willingly, sacrificially, and cheerfully to stand in for your firstborn. When should you redeem your firstborn? Number one, at birth. Then number two, Every January, the first month of the year, when you give your other first fruit, give the first fruit of your firstborn. Then number three, after every seven years. Why number seven? Seven means completion. Firstborns belong to God. In seven years, whatever God has been working in the lives of you in the life of your firstborn comes to your completion. Therefore, give your special offering and multiply it by seven just to thank God for what he has been doing in the life of that child for the seven years. What are the benefits of redeeming your firstborn? Number one, blessings of God will rest upon him or her. Number two, God makes him or her holy. He or she lives a holy life. The rest of the siblings follow suit and they live holy lives. Romans eleven sixteen says, if the part of the door offered as fast fruit is holy. Then the whole batch is holy. If the root is holy, so are the branches. Number three, when you redeem your firstborn, he or she becomes a channel of blessings to the other siblings. So in prayer, how are you supposed to go about it? Father in heaven, in Jesus name, I have come with an offering for my firstborn. I'm giving to you cheerfully, sacrificially, and and cheerfully. Thank you for all you have done in his or her life so far. As he starts or as she starts a new year, Father God reign in the life of this child. Make this child holy. Let your blessings rest upon this child and to the other children in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Let us look at the next offering. Thanksgiving offering. What does Deuteronomy 8.18 say? But remember the Lord God your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth, and so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. Numbers 10.10, what does it say? Blow the trumpets in times of gladness too, sounding them at your annual festivals and at the beginning of each month. And blow the trumpets over your burnt offering and peace offerings. The trumpets will remind your God of his covenant with you. I am the Lord, your God. Thanksgiving offering. This is an offering you give to God to appreciate him for every victory you win. You give a thanksgiving offering to thank God for for healing, for a new baby in the family, for a new job, for your own house, 
for passing exams, among others. So when should you give your thanksgiving offering? After every victory. At the end of the year, just to thank God for his goodness and faithfulness, for watching over your life throughout the year. In the mid of the year, give your feast of trumpets, the first month of the second year, which is July. Go back to God and just thank him for taking care of you in the first half of the year. Don't forget to give your thanksgiving offering. Why should you give your thanksgiving offering? Number one, to complete or to make whole your victory. Luke 17, 18, 19 says, Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. When you give your thanksgiving offering, God completes your miracle. God completes the victory that he gives you. The 10 lepers who were healed, only one came back to tell God thank you. And he was told, go, your faith has made you well. What happened to the remaining nine? They assumed all was well, but they went with half of their miracle, with an incomplete miracle. Go back to God to appreciate him for the victory he has given you, for the miracle he has received, and he'll make it whole. Number two, it acts as a memorial before God. He knows that you acknowledge every good thing he has done for you, according to Numbers 10.10, and he keeps it as a memorial. So how do you go about it in prayer? Father, in Jesus' name, I have come with my thanksgiving offering, acknowledging that the victory I have received is from you. Father, thank you. Complete and preserve this victory. Always remember this as a memorial in Jesus' name. Amen. So today, we have looked at two, four types of offerings. We have looked at the tithe, the fast food, firstborn, and thanksgiving offering. I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you found it helpful, please send me a message and let me know. Thanks for listening. Next time, we shall look at four other offerings. Dedication, giving to your relatives, giving to the servants of God and to the church and their benefits. Thanks for listening and God bless you. Bye for now.